We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Cavs are the only team in the NBA this year that didn't lose a game by 20 points. They're going to lose by 20 here in game three. And most of the crowd here at the Garden on their feet. A final standing ovation. As the Knicks with a blowout second half, led by as many as 27. Knicks now lead the series two games to one. Donovan Mitchell. 22 points, 7 boards, 5 assists. He'll look to bounce back Sunday afternoon in a building that he loves to play in and didn't love the way his team played here tonight. R.J. Barrett, after two rough games, 19 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists. As the Knicks, as Jeff mentioned, contributions from so many to get the 20-point win. Oh... <laughs> we back. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, uh, XJ. XJ is here with me for this um, post. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. Post post beatdown celebration. Um, and I'm, you know, it's fitting that you're here because I think you and me are amongst the amongst the, the KFS faculty. I want to say we're the we're the kind of the geekiest. We're the we're That's the true. numbers guys. That's true. We're the we're the well listen, the data says this. Ignore <laughs> the data at your own peril. Well you know what the data said tonight, XJ? What it say? What it say, J Mac? I don't know. Nobody knows because the MSG crowd was so fucking loud that it grounded <laughs> <out>. <laughs> Oh, the data, man. the data is deaf. It's out the window. Why is every time I come on one of these post games, the data is irrelevant to the conversation? But you know, it's appropriate. <laughs> I love it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, a twenty-point win. Uh, the first twenty-point loss of the Cavalier season. They had I had cited this stat a few times, but they had gotten basically whatever metric you want to use. They had gotten blown out less than any other team in the NBA this year. And uh, this was their biggest loss of the year. This was I. I don't think I misheard Mike Breen when he said no team in the NBA this year has scored under eighty points in a game. Um, I'm fairly certain that's what Breen said. Andrew, if you 
if I misheard, correct me. I need me, that but stat verified. That's insane if that's true. I'm, that's I'm insane pretty, if that's yeah, true. Yeah, I'm, I'm Hold on. Sure. I, was, I was busy chanting for Derrick Rose. What was the stat that I need to verify? <laughs> Derrick Rose or da- Daquan Jeffries? Both uh, of them. Th- did did Mike Breen say this is the first game all first, season? First time all season a team was a held team under 80. 80. Oh and it was those bumps from Cleveland. This is for you. <laughs> Cleveland does not rock. Um, so, listen, we have a lot to get to. I want to try to look. It's a night to be over the top exuberant. And I am over the top exuberant. At the same time, there is a lot to process with this one. And also a lot. It's just too, it's too good. See, Andrew wants me, Andrew, I think would want me to literally jump out the window because at least that would be, be, be <laughs> jumping out of a window. I, I still can't do it. Um, although I think. Okay, then hold on before we get to the very serious, very appropriate, Please. rational post game. Okay. Because yes. I figured the two uh, geeks, as you called it, your words, not mine, not would not be up for the tasks of, ma- of matching the hype. So what we're going to do instead is make this a full party. Mensa! Mensa, talk your shit. We got an RJ Barrett game. Hold on. Hold on. RJ I want to give him the runway. I want to give him the runway here. I want to set it up. I want to set it up appropriately. Because this game, this game, listen, we're going to praise Jalen Brunson, but this, with all due respect to Jalen Brunson, who's been doing this all year, this game is about two things. This game is about a crowd and a fan base that is unrivaled in the world. And I've said that on this, I've said that on this podcast for years and it's true. And you saw it tonight and they were part of the MVP. The other half of the MVP award goes to a guy that, and again, this is what I was getting to. If you were a numbers guy, you can't, ignore, I mean, if you're a numbers guy, you can't pick and choose when you ignore the, when you listen to the numbers, when you ignore the numbers. And I've been all about the numbers for RJ Barrett. I've been all about the data. I've been all about this is what it points to, what this player is. And the people like Mensa will push back and they will say there is something about this kid I believe in. I understand where you are coming from, but be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Throwing this guy out because there again, it's just there's something about him. And with that, Mensa, I turn the floor to you. Give me crowing. Give me crowing. Oh, wait, I got, I'm going to get him out. I'm going to get him out. He's going to be the co-host of this. Podcast. I know all about, you know, the be careful and we got to respect these Cleveland Cavaliers and we can't win this game if R.J. Barrett plays X amount of minutes. But what I just saw, <laughs> I don't know about anybody else here. I just saw the New York Knicks win their first home playoff game of the season. Because of R.J. Barrett. Let's go. Julius Randle went out there and shot tour dates tonight. <laughs> Shout out to Leon Rose for putting together a team that can carry Julius Randle when he decides he wants to shoot tour dates. Um, R.J. Wow. Barrett, first shot that went down was that three-pointer. Oh, my goodness. Biggest from shot there, of the season. From there, I was like, okay. Okay, they thought it was going to be sweet. They thought that that Darius Garland uh, of Vanderbilt University um, was going to do something. They thought that Evan Mobley and all those boys that came out of great um, Division I football programs, they were not ready for the environment tonight. But you know who was? Blue Blood R.J. Barrett. Blue Blood. 
Um, he was ready for the moment. He was calm. And my favorite part about tonight, not anything that he did on the court, but when they gave him the post-game interview, he looked so unsatisfied. And you know what? I need that because Stephen A. Smith went out there on national television and said that you need to be on the bench. Everybody who pays attention to numbers was like, you need to be on the bench. I was in favor of, look, if this guy is not playing well, we need to give him the hook. But tonight, 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 tonight. We do not win this game without R.J. Barrett. It was huge. It was a huge moment for him. It was a huge moment for everybody who believed in him. And it wasn't that big a moment for all of his haters. But that's not the point. I just want to shout out. I love what R.J. Barrett did, but I want to shout out Leon Rose because strength in numbers is real for this team. We have nine guys. All nine guys matter. And you don't know when when Julius Randle's not going to play. You don't know if he's going to play bad. You don't know if Jalen Brunson's going to have an off night. And he's had some off nights. Everybody on this team matters, including the worst player in the rotation so far this season, R.J. Barrett. He mattered the most tonight. And if those Cleveland Cavaliers put up a fight, R.J. Barrett might have hit that 25-point prop for what was plus 1,000. The disrespect is real from everywhere. Vegas is disrespecting him. He's getting disrespected by Cleveland. He's getting disrespected in his own building. But you know what he does? He shows up on game three. He shows up game three when we needed that win. We could not go down one, two. We needed a win. Julius didn't show up. It took Jalen Brunson a minute to roll around. But R.J. Barrett. Talk your shit. Mensa, 19 I'm gonna, points. Talk your shit. What, what, Eight <laughs> rebounds. Three assists. <laughs> making the right decision. Well, hold on. No, no. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. The reason why this was the and there, there's no conversation. I, don't, I, I know he's, he's scored 40 in some games, but I, there's no conversation. This is the best game of R.J. Barrett's career. It's it's obviously not close. It's the Easily. most important game of his career. And I actually, even in those games, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mensa, because I know you know the stats. When he's scored a lot in those in uh, th- different games, his assist totals are usually not there. Tonight, I would argue for as good as his scoring was, and and God knows the scoring in the first half, especially in the first quarter when they were (laughs) nobody could hit the far side of a barn was necessary. The fact that he continued not continued to make the right pass, he never didn't make the right pass. There was always the pass that if the pass was there, he made it every single time. And I don't care how many it doesn't matter how many assists he ended up with. He ended up with three assists. Neither it's neither here nor there, because there were several really really good looks that ge- were generated either directly off of his passes or off passes that came off of his passes. Made the correct play every time. Best game of his career, bar none. Um, I I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say. I just want to quickly shout out um, R.J. Barrett's coaches because that was not that to me looked like growth from R.J. Barrett. Mm-hmm. It came in the 85th game of the season. So like the other 84, you're like, where was that? But it felt like he finally understood that if he doesn't have it at the rim, he doesn't have to turn around and shoot that baby jumper, which you very accurately called out. He shoots like, what, 37% from that range or something? Something embarrassing. It was under, um, it's under 40%. Yeah. An embarrassing rate. Right. Um, and instead of making those, like, instead of taking those shots, he kept kicking it out, kept kicking it out and giving the Knicks a second chance, which yeah. is more important. Like if you don't have the first opportunity, we have 24 seconds in the shot clock. We don't have to always take the next shot. And I felt Like he understood to me tonight. It looked like RJ Barrett understood his limitations for the first time in his career. And that's the first. And that is the major like 
like that's the major hump for him to get over. Understand yep. who you are. Do what you need to do. Do what you're good at. And the Knicks will benefit. If Julian look like like for real, like if the Knicks could shoot tonight, this game would have been over in the third quarter. Yep. It well, yes. Go ahead. We'll get but to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. So, Mensa, you're up. we're here because we're the hype machine, okay? And yeah, forget the analysis. R.J. Barrett! <laughs> Mensa, I love it. R.J. Barrett! Let's go! Where, how many? How many are we going to win, Mensa? And how many? And in how many? Five. Knicks in five? In is that, five. Is that still live? Knicks in five? In what? The Lemon Pepper Cavaliers? It is live. Yes. It might be the real. Sweet Baby Ray Cavaliers? The, yes. The teriyaki We're, chicken Cavaliers? They ain't oh ready for the now. big stage, Mensa. <laughs> Come on now. Um, Mensa, I want about? you. He's not states. What are there we worried about? are no about? worries. I'm not worried about no goddamn Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I, look, all of you guys can do go. all the worrying for me, and I thank you. Thank you for doing all the worrying for me, because for me, as for me, I shall not worry. I've been doing the worrying for you, Mensa. No. Yeah, but no, oh, me and you, me and you both, right. uh, XJ. Mensa, I, you need to go and find a, a Tony Soprano sized cigar and uh, light that cigar up. Because, seriously. I'll take the Derek is, Rose cigar. I was going to say, there how about you, you just smoke on the Cleveland pack tonight? There How's it that? is. There you go. All right. All right. I love thank it. You, um, thank you, Mensa. Thank you so You're the man. That I, We needed that energy. Okay. Now I'm. Appropriate, appropriate. How you guys have a very set. rational pod podcast? If you like. all right, now we're going to get a little bit more <laughs> rational. <laughs> we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Knicks fans? Power up for springtime with Factor. America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Get nutritious, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto, calorie-smart, vegan veggie, and Protein Plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of more than 36 quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheap, Cheaper, but meals are ready quicker than restaurants 
restaurant delivery. Just two minutes. Also, eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. Each meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to your vegan and veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Don't hesitate. Head to factormeals.com slash filmschool50 and use the code filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Again, that's factormeals.com slash filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Wow. Actually, wow. I, <laughs> that was really special. That was awesome. Um, no, but like, just well, you know, RJ. It's funny because the the thing that we I th- or I've been most critical of for him, right, is exactly what Mensa said, which was or which is not understanding his limitations, and I think that is. <laughs> That is why, you know, that's why spreadsheets don't don't play the games, because at a certain point, unless you're LeBron James or, you know, a handful of players. You need in the NBA to challenge your limitations by trying to do the things that, like, you know, you don't do well. So the fact that RJ throughout his career has not coward in the face of his own poor statistics it has been very frustrating to to those of us who were critical of him and at the same time you could argue that that is a necessary component to eventually getting to your your fulfilling your destiny as a pro and i think tonight we saw it you know him put it all together absolutely i mean as a numbers guy as a data guy like i don't leave a ton of room for these kind of just you couldn't expect it. You couldn't see it coming. A guy puts it all together for some reason. Game three of the opening round of the playoffs in the Garden, just you know, making the honestly. Your takeaway was my biggest takeaway: the passing, the passing, the the penetration, and just making a simple pass. It's like that feels so simple, so obvious, but he hasn't done it. And tonight, no. he just did it every single time, consistently. He gets in Not the a paint. Bad sh- there wasn't a bad shot. No in bad his, shot. In his repertoire. No um, bad shot. He gets in the paint. He makes the simple pass to the open guy. It, it The ball finds energy. We get a good shot every time out of it. Even if we miss, RJ was flawless in that way. And I just I couldn't see it coming. Couldn't see it no, coming. No, and but uh, look, in fairness, I'll give us a slight in fairness to us. Um, like, you couldn't see it coming because the last two games because of the season, you know, he's just a very inconsistent player. Um, But something I think we probably could have seen coming uh, smooth transition there. Jalen Brunson. um, It's funny. Game one seems like a million years ago, uh, but he did have a great game one against this Cavalier team, which was a game after he had 48 points against this Cavalier team. So it is amazing that after game two, I'm not saying I wasn't down on Jalen Brunson. I, I, anyone who I talked to about my feelings going forward in the series after game two, I said, I, I have faith in Jalen Brunson. I have faith that Jalen Brunson will figure it out. And yet, when you see him, and this is again why it's so appropriate that you're on, like the, the, the NBA has all but eradicated the shots that Jalen Brunson has 
made a living off of this. These are terrible shots. Don't take these <laughs> shots. We don't want you to take these shots. Take all take literally any of the other shots. And and yet he has mastered that specific area of the court. It is an area of the court that, um, in addition to his passing, uh, has made Chris Paul, you know, one of the whatever you think Chris Paul is, 25, 30 greatest players to ever live. Um, and I think Jalen Brunson, well, not the passer that Chris Paul is. I do think he is every bit as his equal as far as a shot maker from that area. And we saw that tonight. And for as much as RJ got them out of the gate, Jalen Brunson kind of brought them home. Jalen Brunson is one of the absolute top elite ISO scores in the game of basketball currently. And it's yep. just, it's easy to, gl- to gloss that over. Because not hyperbole, size, by the way. Not again, hyperbole. The, 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 again, you want I mean, to go lean on the numbers? Go everything I'm going to say is going to be is going to be data yeah. supported, <laughs> and I can I bring them up. Absolutely, an elite ISO score at any size, at any position. He is amazing. The thing is, when Jalen Brunson's really, really cooking, he's getting closer shots. He's getting floater range shots, right? Yes. So yes, yep. you're totally right. J Mac, like he's gonna hit those middies. He's gonna hit those pull up middies. Some some of those fadeaways, even beyond the 15 foot free throw range, he's gonna make those consistently. But when he's really, really, really cooking, he's getting in the floater range, eight feet, eight foot shots, twelve foot shots, and he yep. makes those. He makes those consistently. You cannot stop him when he's getting that deep. And you just saw him. T- he he gained a rhythm more and more as the game went on. Well, he gained can confidence. I- and Can I he, stop you there? Because please he, do, please do. He, no, just real quick on the gaining the rhythm as the game went on. He started off in this game, um, and Jalen Brunson started off one for five, yep, zero for three from three. Um, he ended up not making a three point shot, by the way, but he ended up missing four of his first five uh, shots overall. He was, I believe, three of nine at one point. Finished ten for eighteen. I didn't so even you, know he for finished him 10 to start, for 18. Wow. Yeah. For him to start three of nine and finish 10 for 18, that's, I think that it qualifies as gaining a rhythm. <laughs> I, I didn't even know, I didn't even know the stats supported it, but I, 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 you could definitely see it live. And I wrote, I even wrote a note like early on, Brunson's taking shots a bit further out than he normally does. Yep. And I felt like Karis was doing a pretty good job one on one with him. Very good job. Yep. And was forcing him to take a little deeper shots than he really wants to. He can make those, of course course, but it's not really what he wants. He wants to get into that eight to 12 foot range. And then he just started getting a rhythm. He started attacking. The spacing was much better as RJ started to make threes. Like guys were like, wait a second. We, we, we can't just leave that guy wide open from above the break. Okay. Uh, and Brunson the screening had, too, which is another thing that was we've, great. we've been all of the, all of the film heads have been yep. uh, beating, beating that down over the last several days. You got to switch up the screening. You got to screen with the guards. Yep. You got to change where you screen. You got to change how you screen, all the things. The Knicks did all of that, and it helped loosen up the defense for Jalen Brunson to get to the spots that you're talking about him getting to. Absolutely. And uh, I think in the middle of the ABC broadcast, at least, um, I don't remember if it was Jess Van Gundy or one of them. Oh, you know what? It was the uh, sounds from the game. And they okay. had the Tibbs quote. They were, ta- they were listening to the Tibbs. And oh, he my said, God. Are you going to say the thing that I wrote, I wrote down? it down? Create space first and then create the shop for each other. Got it. 
I wrote it down because I was like, right. oh, you can't see on my phone, but I wrote it down. <laughs> wrote it down exactly, exactly. Because I was exactly. like, that's exactly what they're doing. They're, yep. they're, the spacing was a focus. Clearly, was a focus into coming into this game. And Brunson had tons of space to operate, especially as the game went on. As the Knicks started to hit shots, eventually, you know, they had J, um, RJ hitting shots. Julius was not hitting shots, but he was putting them up. He was absolutely putting them up. Um, I don't I know don't, what he I ended don't mind, up from by three. The way. Which I didn't I, mind. And I, yeah. I don't think we'll talk about Julius. Obviously, I don't think he had a bad game per- personally. No. I, I, I he didn't make shots, but I don't think he had a bad game. Um, but yeah, at the end, it was just Brunson just started smoking. He's smoking Jetty. He's smoking uh, Karras. He's smoking. And then that last play. I mean, we're going to talk about moments of the game, but yeah, we're going to we're going to get there soon. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, I I'm trying to decide where I want to go next. And my mind is going to two different guys that I think deserve a, a little little outsized praise. One is Mitchell Robinson and the other is Josh Hart. So Quentin Grimes, we should know. We'll, we'll get to the injury report in a second, but Quentin Grimes didn't play in the second half of this game. Uh, Josh Hart, I am not sure if he... I'm sure he did sit and I maybe just missed it, but ended up playing 29 minutes in this game. I thought he was... um outstanding in his role uh his and and by the way if there is one stat of the game speaking of uh being numbers guys turnovers 21 to 14 Knicks force 21 turnovers Cavs force tur- uh, 14 turnovers that's not as important as the next stat which is points off turnovers you want your margin of victory here's your margin of victory 28 points off turnovers for the Knicks eight plus, points off turnovers for the Cavs plus there's 20 tw- there's yeah. your 20 points yeah. so and Josh Hart it is just amazing how often when he is on the floor, turnovers just seem to happen. And, um, you know, we we love him for that. Um, and then Mitch, uh, I, I, look, the <laughs> he has his limitations. We saw his limitations early on in this game. They are they are real and, and they are at times spectacular. Um, but again, he if you're talking about the Knicks needing to win this series by exerting their will to some extent on the Cavs. Mr. Robinson is a big part of that and perhaps the biggest part of that. So yeah, take it away for either or both of those guys to talk about. Listen, we saw Kavon Looney um, oh. the other night get like what, like nine offensive rebounds and absolutely be a major contributing factor to why the Warriors were able to dominate that game against the Kings. And then in the first quarter and early on in the game, we saw Mitchell Robinson do the almost the exact same thing. Same thing. When we, when you're, when you're talking about guys who have elite skills at a thing, you don't think of something like offensive rebounding. That's just like, it's not a thing that you think a guy can just be like, I'm just very skilled at doing this thing, but he does it somehow. He gets to the ball. He positions himself correctly. He boxes out early. He's amazing at it. And when he wants to enforce his will, he can absolutely do it. And he made Jarrett Allen look like Jarrett Allen's a, an all-star level player. <laughs> he looked like he almost couldn't play in this series the way that Mitch dominated him. And, and but, but Mitch, he needs to do that because like I was thinking about I'm, I'm so happy you brought up Looney because I was thinking about Looney today versus Mitch and I'm like specifically at the center position in the NBA is it better to have a guy who is just above board on all the different requirements 
Um, not to say that Kevin Looney does not have some spectacular, some really special qualities, but like his most special quality is that he has no negatives and that you could like anything no a defense yeah. or an offense is going to ask him to do. He's going to be able to do the things other than obviously like create his own offense versus a guy like Mitch who has a couple of the most special qualities you could ever hope to find between rim protection, pick and roll coverage, offensive rebounding. But there are things that he is definitely below the board at. And it was nice that Mitch came out tonight and, and really put his special qualities uh, front and center and, and it contributed to them winning the game. Absolutely. And I, I, that's the thing. It's like, like I said, it's such a weird thing to imagine somebody just being like better at than everybody else. But Mitch yeah, has that is. in addition to the, the rim protection, the first two games, Mitch was, you know, he did really well at defending the rim, but everything else was bad and they were exploiting yeah. some of his weaknesses. And it's like, oh, hey, if you're going to exploit these weaknesses, Mitch, you have to show up and dominate in those spaces that you are exceptionally skilled and gifted at. And he did that today. And to me, that was really huge. It set the tone early on. I mean, nobody could make shots. Low key, like my takeaway from this game was that the Cavs just couldn't make anything. I, I don't think well, necessarily that this is a reflection on the, the rest of the series. Let's save that. I want to. I want to get to that in a minute because <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna get back to this. I don't. I don't want to be Debbie Doubters right at the top. But I, we know, do have, we, I know. We do have to address yeah. the issue of like right. the Cavs couldn't hit a shot. But no, <laughs> Mitchell Robinson. And listen, credit to credit to the team, coaching staff, whatever you want to say. It wasn't going well early in terms of we're going to keep Mitch as part of the game plan because that's what they're giving us. They kept going back to it and it ended up turning out better for them. Uh, by the way, Josh Hart, Andrew's telling me he did not. He only sat in garbage time in the second half. Uh, two steals for him, two steals and two blocks for Mitchell Robinson. Uh, awesome stuff all around for them. We talked about Julius. I don't know that we need to say much about else about Julius. He obviously the shot wasn't there tonight. Um, it's a good sign that the Knicks won a game by 20 where their lone all-star was three of 15 and two of 10 from deep. Um, and then I, we should probably mention Emmanuel quickly and Obi Toppin, two guys drafted together, not their first go around in the playoffs. Um, connected at the hip to a certain extent, but they've kind of evolved in different ways. Quickly star has certainly shined over the course of this season, at least Obi Toppin struggled more to find his place. Um, I gotta say Obi before this game turned into a, a crazy blowout. Uh, before the series, if you would put a gun to my head and say, is Obi Toppin going to retain his rotation spot for the entire series? I, I might, I would have wavered. I would have had some, would have had some contemplative moments with myself. And he continues to come in and do the things that they need him to do. And for as much as this team has not, geared itself to his strengths either either in terms of personnel or, or scheming or anything like that. Um, he continues to make himself felt. And Emmanuel quickly, uh, we've been saying it like Emmanuel quickly needs to get going. You could argue that the most important number of the night tonight, besides RJ Barrett related numbers, Emmanuel quickly took three threes, made two of them. Um, encouraging sign. So, yeah. Knicks cannot win this series, I believe, without Emmanuel quickly. Um, oh. You can't just lose your third best player and, and still beat the top defense in the national basketball association. Um, I think quickly really woke up today. I think I was looking for a big game for him, not necessarily through scoring, but in no, terms yeah. of impact, 
um, coming off of not winning the sixth man of the year, which is a major disappointment. I think he expressed as much um, in his, in his, uh, in his comments, but tactfully, 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 very, but he did. Yeah. Very, and very professional as he, as he always is. Um, but I think he got it going. I think his defense was really excellent. He shored up a lot of the issues that he had early on in the series where he was just getting beaten off the dribble one-on-one. We didn't see that very much. He guarded Karis Levert pretty well. Levert made some tough shots in the paint. Like There was a possession late-ish. It was still a game where he Levert had him one-on-one. And yeah. I don't know if, it, if I, it was on the the high side of the court and he, he took him down and he, he ended up forcing Levert into like a tough felt yep. like a 12, 14 foot fade away. It, it missed. It's like, man, I, I, I have that. I have that written down. Cause it was, yeah. he was playing excellent defense on Levert. There was one that Levert made a tough one over him, but it was like, Hey, that's, that's the best defense you could possibly play in that situation. Um, to Levert, he had a great game and Levert had a great game. He was exceptional. I mean, um, but IQ, I think we got the bounce back that I expected in terms of impact, in terms of his minutes. Obi Toppin, John, you know I'm a I'm I'm a I'm the I'm the you, Obi Toppin guy. You're a, you have your beachfront property on. I got <laughs> you never um, gave it up, not even remotely. And and I gotta say, like obviously. Obi, it wasn't all good for Obi. Obi did make a couple mistakes. He made a mistake on defense, overcommitting to Levert in the corner when he was supposed to be splitting between Garland and Levert. It's like if you got to choose a guy to shoot, <laughs> not yeah. not Levert over Garland. But so he, he, you know, he made a couple mistakes. But when he was left open in the corner, he was able to hit that shot. He attacked a closeout, got to the yes. rim. Beautiful. It was made a really nice pass to made a really nice. Pass. I think it was to Hartenstein. It was, it was Hartenstein. Yeah, I, I think it was Hartenstein. And then in transition, you know, you know, you know what it is in transition with Obi. So um, I love the the Josh Hart and Obi Toppin connection. The pace of that unit is is it's such a curveball because the pace of the other unit when it's just JB and Randall trying to cook one on one, and then you bring in Obi Toppin and Josh Hart, you and need they're that. just flying you, up the court. It's just and, a curveball. It's also and like we've talked for I mean through two years now, and really if you want to go back to when Derrick Rose first got here, the impact of the bench. It's that the bench is a materially different organism than the starting exactly. lineup. Great way it's to say completely it. yeah. different. You yeah. know, it, it just it, it wants different things. It lives off of different things, um, and they and they were that way tonight. Uh, let's do one one last thing before we get to. Um, uh, injury report and uh, moment of the game. So you you nailed it already. The Cavs, the Cavs miss shots. Um, the Knicks won this game by twenty. I am not counting any chickens. No. I have too much respect for this team. I know that is not the tenor that anybody wants me to have right we now. We can't both be have that perspective, John. The one of us has to be exuberant over the top. It's not going to be me. Don't worry, I got you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, but look. <clears throat> Are the Cavs going to come out on Sunday and shoot as poorly as they did tonight? I don't think they are. Now, does it mean that the Knicks can't translate some of what they did defensively uh, tonight to Sunday? Absolutely, they can. Same thing on the other end of the uh, uh, the court. But like Darius Garland, who is a guy that obviously we saw what he could do a few days ago. Now, being on the road in MSG in a playoff atmosphere is a different animal. Is Darius Garland going to get over that? Uh, before Sunday, or he also had the ankle sprain. He also he had also the had the ankle sprain. sprain late, so that is another thing. And again, yeah. we we learned from Josh Hart that just because you go back into a game does not necessarily mean. But I don't know. The sprain didn't look too bad. We'll see what happens. 
I think the biggest point of encouragement for me moving forward in this series, and my God, was this a huge game to get because like, I'm I'm not changing my tune. I've said all along, just get me to a game seven. And I feel like this is a massive step towards getting to a game seven. Ideally, maybe we don't even need to get to a game seven, but fail safe. Um, The Cavs have five guys. Um, They have five guys. Okoro played 12 minutes tonight. Osmond played 16. Danny Green played 12. Danny Green didn't hit a shot. Chetty Osmond didn't hit a shot. Okoro actually made both of his shots that he took. Um, We'll see how much more he plays moving forward. But Cavs have five guys. And if one of those five didn't play well or didn't shoot well, like tonight, like here's the funny thing tonight, right? Mitchell, I know it wasn't a classic Mitchell game. 22 points. I have a feeling he's going to have a better game on Sunday. Uh, but he was nine for 19. Lavert had a great run in the third quarter there, obviously. Jared Allen only took three field goals, made them all. I, you know, you could say his impact was a little muted. I thought Moby was good, actually. Five Moby ten. was solid. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was, you know, t- like when one of your top five doesn't perform, can you win a game? God forbid if two of your top. So like moving forward in the series for as much as we could sit here and be like the Cavs missed everything tonight. Like you look at the final stat lines of their big time, their big players. It's not really that reflective of a team that missed as many shots as it felt like they were missing so, like, I'm trying to reconcile those two things as I as I consider the rest of the series. And I, I you know, uh, cautiously optimistic, I guess. I think that I don't I don't have the stats in front of me. I think the Cavs missed like 49 shots in this game. Uh, um, the Cavs final stat line was 31 for 80. So, yes, they missed 49 shots, 49 shots. And then but I think that in game two, the Knicks missed 50 shots, <laughs> which is, is hilarious Very to funny. miss that many shots. But to be honest, I don't think the Cavs can win with Garland not having a good game. I, I don't think they're going to beat the Knicks That's if Garland doesn't have a solid game. Uh, doesn't he doesn't have to go off like he did in Game Two, but he's got to have like twenty to twenty five. I don't think Mitchell, they have enough. Unless Mitchell has a, unless Mitchell drops the like sort 50 of game or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't think they have enough. And to be honest, uh, to me, like you said, Mobley was fine. Uh, Mitchell was like. Pretty good, not enough to 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 overcome the rest of the bad shooting. Garland Mitchell was bad. Had, Mitchell had moments. There were some shots that missile Mitchell had when the when because look the the game ended up getting out of hand. It was not out of hand for the majority of this game. I was yeah. biting my nails until midway through the th- the fourth oh, quarter. Yeah. Um, and Mitchell had some opportunities to make some shots that would have cut this to in a little bit more uncomfortable place. And he yep. it felt like he missed all of the ones that would have you know and, cut it. And I was even messaging in, in you know, in the KFS faculty uh, group thread, uh, like, I'm still worried about Donnie. <laughs> I'm still Uh-oh. worried about him. Listen, man. At any point, you know, kind of erupting. At any we're point. Getting, we're getting at least one Donnie game, probably getting two Donnie games left in the series. It's good. So, but I will say this here's where the exuberance will come into play. Here's the exuberance that I'll give you, I'll, I'll contribute to this post game show. If the Knicks win on Sunday, it's a wrap. Oh, yeah. It's a wrap. This no, that goes, that is goes a must-win game. I don't say this often. This is a must-win game for Cleveland. Cleveland cannot go down 3-1. It's over. I don't care how good they are. I don't care how good their defense is. They are not going to win three in a row. It's a wrap if they do not win on Sunday. Yeah, and I think the Knicks will come out feeling... 
more comfortable than they did tonight because look, the dirty little secret of um, MSG is it's not always only the visitors who get tight. And if you don't think the Knicks were tight to start they the game, they were tight to start they the were, game. They were tight. So uh, I actually don't think the Knicks will be as tight on Sunday. Um, yeah. We'll see if the Cavs are. I, I expect a big game from, from Donovan Mitchell. All right. Uh, personal injury report very quickly. So Quentin Grimes did not play in the second half of this game. He uh, had a shoulder contusion. Um, okay. We'll see. Uh, fingers crossed. I will say, though, look, I, I've been beating the drum all series. This is going to be a Quentin Grimes series thus far. That has not been proven correct at all. He is. Uh, he was one of five tonight. He had one little on or off of an offensive rebound, broken play. He had a, a little short mid-ranger, but missed all three of his threes. He has not gotten going yet. Um, maybe this just isn't his series. Defensively, he is still an important piece for this team. Um I hope he could go. If he can't go, I got to say it, it wouldn't. I don't think it would be the end of the world for me if he couldn't go. I, I don't. I shouldn't yeah. say it like that, but like they, I think they could win a game without Quinn Grimes. Let me just put I agree that. with you. No, I yeah. agree with you. And I, I, I thought this to myself when I saw that Quentin Grimes was out with a contusion, didn't start the second half. And I'm thinking like, is he coming back? And I, and I really honestly thought to myself for surprised myself. I was like, eh, it's kind of oh, fine. Yeah, no, <laughs> and, and listen, there's, you're not going to find much bigger Quentin Grimes fan than me, but I had the same right. thought. Yeah. Uh, moment of the game. We get, let's get Andrew up here for this. Um, By the way, Jericho Sims was out with a shoulder thing too, uh, which is why we got Hartenstein. We got Hartenstein late. It's noted on the injury report. It is noted on the injury best. report. Okay. Um, there's a lot of different ways that we could go here. So I narrowed it down to four. Let me see if you think they're the correct four. So I think the exclamation point of quickly to Obi for the lob to make it 83-62, because I think Obi got fouled there. Do you, you have that, that as one? one. I, I don't, actually. But You don't have I, that one, should, Andrew? Because there was a moment after that that I thought was just as big. The Brunson nail in the coffin? The Brunson. So here's my thought process. And I loved how that second unit was playing in the fourth quarter. And then with about six and a half left, Tibbs subbed RJ and Julius back in for quickly and Obi. And I looked at the time and was like, all right, there's room for one more run. And Julius, yeah. like you said, XJ, like he didn't shoot well. I didn't think he had necessarily a bad game. He really equalized Mobley too, which is why I was kind of okay with this process. And he just didn't hit his, his threes. Um, then Mitchell hits a three to cut it down to 19. And it's like, all right, um, I, I now need to see how this goes. Then Julius has a turnover on a skip pass and yep. I'm clinching. And then Jalen Brunson and one to make it 90 68. And then he daps up yep. John Starks and yes. it's like, all right, now this game's over. And that, one against, the, against Jared Allen, right? Oh, yeah, no, the, so it was either uh, Jared Allen or Mitchell because Mitchell. There were two. He had like two and over. Ones. Yeah. This was yeah. the one where he dapped up John Starks. Yes. The 96. And, and it made and it Nick's 90 Cavs something. All right. I think we should go with one of those two. I'm going to throw out two more, one of which has to be in there, in my humble opinion, mm -hmm. and then another which I'll hear arguments for. I think RJ's first three has to be. A, a I have it written game. down. Made it six five. No one in the Knicks was hitting shots except Julius hit two free throws, and RJ hit a three, and it's like, oh, someone can hit a shot today, and it's RJ who hasn't hit a three since you know the the Super Bowl. It's been it's been a while, and yeah. then the other one that I'm going to throw out there. And again, maybe this is just me. Um, it was hold on. So Donovan Mitchell 
<clears throat> was getting going a little bit. Uh, he made a three pointer to make it. Uh, he bring bring the Cavs within nine, fifty three sixty two. Josh Hart made a couple free throws, and then Mitchell made a floater to make it sixty four fifty five nine point game. Josh Hart made a three on an RJ two- assist, a kick out too. I have the same yes. one, John. RJ Barrett assist. It was the first field goal the Knicks had had since RJ. Um, or excuse me, sorry. Yeah, since RJ had made a three with 5.13 left in the quarter. So they went over three minutes without a field goal. I thought that hard three was massive in the moment, and it was the it, it kind of ended the last real push for Cleveland. Key on real push. Yes, exactly. Yeah, um, a push that seemed like it was threatening. Yeah, for sure. Um, did, did you guys know... Like just moment of the game, I'm thinking something that just got me excited. It got me hype out of my seat. The the Randall dunk off of the oh, Brunson yeah. pass in the third I had that quarter. Written down as possibility, yeah. JB penetrating, kicking it to Randall, and he flew through the air after like a sketchy shot making game for Randall. I thought that was really important and just got me excited. So it maybe it won't make the cut, but it was a good play. Even more so to why I thought that was big. The next time down the court, Randall hits a step back three. So yep. it was like, oh, yeah. he saw the ball going in, and now yeah. he saw it yeah. going yeah. again. Now, granted, didn't make another shot the rest of the game. Didn't need him to. Um, there's two other I wrote down. We could just put them in the OLI, the outside looking in. Um, but end of the second quarter, when I thought they needed oh to cl- close yes. strong, there's yep. back-to-back yep. possessions where Absolutely. an RJ ki- uh, Randall kick, because he was, again, not making shots, but his process was there, drives, kicks to quickly, hits a three, puts him up 11. And then on the other, uh, uh, the next possession, because they didn't try to do a two uh, two for one, they uh, got a steal, got a steal yep. and RJ fi- uh, quickly finds RJ for the dunk to end one, the first half. And it's like, oh, wow, we're up 13. One thing on that. And that was that's definitely the underrated play the moment of the game or sequence of the game, because don't forget that was preceded by Mitchell had an attempt at for a three. It was a pretty open attempt that would have cut it, I believe, to five. He missed it. And that attempt came after Emmanuel quickly bumbled the inbounds and he stepped over the sideline and that gave Mitchell that attempt. And then for quickly after that error to come back and hit that three off the RJ pass, absolutely massive sequence of events going into the half. And then I have one more. It's sentimental. It's an OLI. Play Derek Rose, Ali uh, to, to Obi, Ali to Obi. Yeah, yep. that was it. the exclamation, exclamation and, point. You know, it was all good vibes at MSG. And I'll well, even throw like an olive branch. It's it's apparently an all blue and orange night tonight. The Mets, Pete Alonso just teed off. The Islanders won. So great. Shout out to all New York teams that wear blue and orange. I will not Giddy talk up. about other teams. <laughs> um, Andrew, pick whichever you think is the most deserving. You XJ, uh, final words before we let you go. Uh, I love this game. I love the fact that, you know, even though no one can make shots and it was like a really rough looking game, just the way that they closed it, the way that JB just showed. I I honestly, I've gone back and forth on this in terms of who I think the favorite is in this series. I mean, obviously I'm back on the Knicks side. Um, and to me, it's largely not because of the RJ explosion. The RJ explosion was great. It's just Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson cannot be stopped. You cannot stop him consistently. I do not think a team can stop Jalen Brunson one-on-one for the entirety of a series where he's not going to go off for three or four games. Brunson is just elite 
And I don't think he gets enough credit. I think he gets a lot of credit of like, this guy is good. This guy is solid. This guy is much better than we thought. Jalen Brunson is an elite ISO scorer in the game of basketball. And mm. we have that guy. And that we do just, have that guy. That, that's my takeaway. I love it. I'm so excited about it. It's a great take. It's absolutely, it's a fantastic take. Um, he's the guy that gives me faith. Because uh, look, again, you, you know, you talk, up and down about adjustments and and scheme and this and that. If you don't have that guy in the playoffs, <laughs> doesn't fucking matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter at all. Not even a little bit. And we have a guy. We have a guy, and um, that's pretty cool. Um, XJ, you are the man. Um, thank you for hopping on Appreciate here uh, with me for for a little bit of, of an extended intro. Um, go enjoy the. Go enjoy the, the spoils, right? Yes, sir. Love you guys. Have fun. Later. Absolutely. Will do. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.